The following program is brought to you by the Tennessee Broadband Association. Lead Tennessee Radio, conversations with the leaders moving our state forward. We look at the issues shaping Tennessee's future, rural development, public policy, broadband, health care, and other topics impacting our communities. And now, here's your host of Lead Tennessee Radio, Lavoy Knowles. Hello, I'm Lavoy Knowles, the Executive Director of the Tennessee Broadband Association and host of Lead Tennessee Radio. Today, our guest is Tennessee's Lieutenant Governor, Senator Randy McNally. Lieutenant Governor McNally, thank you for joining us today. Glad to do it. The Honorable Randy McNally, Lieutenant Governor, first was elected to the House in 1978 and then moved to the Senate in 1987. He has spent 26 years on the Senate Finance Ways and Means Committee, as well as served as chairman of the Senate Education Committee. McNally graduated from University of Tennessee College of Pharmacy in 1969 and worked as a pharmacist until his retirement in 2010, spending over 30 years at Methodist Medical Center in Oak Ridge. He and his wife, Janice, have two adult daughters and three grandchildren. Again, thank you for your time today, Lieutenant Governor McNally, and welcome to our podcast. Thank you. Glad to be here. Let's start by talking a little bit about your upbringing, where you were raised, and your early exposure to the political process. Well, I was grew up in Oak Ridge, Tennessee, and uh, I graduated from high school there, and then went to University of Memphis at the other end of the state, and then went and... Uh, graduated from the University of Memphis and also from the University of Tennessee and uh, grew up in uh, a family of uh, I had three brothers and three sisters. So we had a pretty big family and, and uh, that was that was helpful, I think in, in, in my career. I also had worked in, in uh, clothing stores, a salesman, uh, while I was in high school and part of the time in college, and then worked uh, for a brief for a brief period in college and part of the time in pharmacy school as a maitre d in a restaurant in Memphis. So all those gave me a pretty good basis for being able to work with people. And then I first got involved, uh, I think, with uh, Governor Dunn. He was from Memphis and ran for the uh, governor of Tennessee, and I was I helped him in that in that particular race. Uh, you served in the Tennessee General Assembly for over forty years. Reflect for a moment on what first led you to pursue your career in politics. Well, it was the same that led me to pursue a career in healthcare. Uh, I wanted to be able to help people and to to serve people, and. Uh, both, you have the ability to do, to do that. Great. What particular challenges do you see facing the rural population of our state? And I would say that we're very fortunate to have you where you're at because Oak Ridge, even though it's um, maybe a mini metro area or urban area, you're, all, you're still very familiar with the rural, rural areas of Tennessee. Yeah, the area, most of the area I represent in Knoxville's rural, uh, Loudoun County's rural, and most of Anderson County is rural, uh, and I think that gives me a good basis for understanding some of the problems that are that rural communities have. I agree. 
uh, as, as you said, you do represent Anderson, Loudoun, and parts of Knox County. Are there any issues in that part of the state that your constituents are talking to you about, issues that you hope to address in, in this upcoming General Assembly? Well, there uh, there's concern w- with folks in my area as well as throughout the state uh, with education and being able to provide a good education to the young people of Tennessee, an education that leads them to a good paying job and and being productive members of society. Uh, Also, there's uh, issues with the uh, uh, abuse of substances, whether it be alcohol, drugs, or other substances. And uh, there's a a lot of concern about the impact that has. And certainly uh, throughout Tennessee, we see a great deal of the jail population. Some people estimate it to be as high as 90 percent. They're there because of drugs and alcohol. And so I think those are the two issues that uh, most most people in the state uh, look for leadership in in the state. Totally agree. Two very important topics. And I I know that the General Assembly is wrestling with those as we speak. And we look forward to your solutions as you start to start the session. As you may know, the Tennessee Broadband Association is comprised of cooperative and independent telecommunications companies that are investing millions of dollars in their fiber networks throughout Tennessee, mainly in rural areas. Being from Oak Ridge, I know you understand the importance of technology as an economic engine. What role do you see broadband playing in rural development? I think they, uh, it has a definite role in education, and uh, certainly as far as community safety, uh, being able to provide programs and, and uh, services that, that help make the citizens of Tennessee safer, uh, I think those, those two things are very important, that, things that you do. Great. Uh, your background is primarily in pharmacy and health care. Health care is one of the biggest issues facing Tennessee right now, especially in rural areas again. What do you see as the main health care issues facing our state and particularly rural areas? Well, uh, I think the impact of of drug abuse and alcohol abuse certainly uh, adds a great deal of cost uh, that all of the citizens of Tennessee have to bear. Uh, And I I think the... uh, Certainly with rural hospitals, I think we need to look to a better uh, understanding of what works in rural communities. The traditional hospital-type setting in many rural communities doesn't work, uh, but I think a, you know, a, a souped-up emergency facility uh, with the ability to use broadband and other means to, to transport uh, important uh, questions and issues that physicians have to one of the larger medical centers. I think that would be very, very helpful. Great. Uh, very good points. Thank you. As an association, we, we certainly believe in access to health care is vital to the well-being of Tennessee residents. And we realize that broadband plays a critical role in expanding health care across uh, access through r- telemedicine technology. Uh, that's why we are working on a statewide rural telehealth initiative. 
In your view, what role can broadband and telemedicine play in increasing access to care, especially in rural areas? I think, uh, and the legislature has uh, increased the availability of uh, residencies uh, to family practice, and I think that will that will help people go into rural areas because part of their loans will be forgiven by going into a rural area, and hopefully they'll like it and stay. But uh, it also, uh, through telemedicine, they'll be able to access uh, specialties uh, which can help them with, say, infectious disease, uh, surgery, uh, neurology, any number of fields. And I think that that will be helpful to them. Tennessee is one of the strongest states in the nation from a financial standpoint, with a AAA bond rating. Can you explain a little bit about what this means and why it's important to our state's progress? Having a AAA rating, and that's with all three credit major credit rating agencies, I think it gives us the ability when we do have to go to the bank to borrow money, we can get a lower interest rate. So we're the state, unlike the federal government, is not paying a large percentage of its budget and in interest. Right. And I might add, there's only a few states in the country, if any others, that has the highest rating like we have in Tennessee. And I'm personally uh, am very proud of that fact that our leaders have, have been very physically uh, conscious of, of what it costs to operate a state. Well, it's uh, over a long period of time, Tennessee's uh, been uh, very active with the exception of one year in uh, having a, a fiscally responsible state government. Uh, one year we got off track and we lost our credit rating, unfortunately, and we're able to get it back. That's great. Tell us a little bit about your family and your children and grandchildren and what thoughts you may have on creating opportunities to keep our young people in Tennessee. My wife and I have been married for a little over 50 years, and we were married in Memphis, actually, and moved back to East Tennessee. Uh, she was from Arkansas, so I brought brought in one person. I've got two daughters. Uh, one lives in Tennessee, and one lives in Roswell, Georgia, so they're both close by. I've got a granddaughter in graduate school up here uh, who's uh, at Vandy, and a grandson who is at, at uh, college in South Carolina, and another granddaughter is in college in Mississippi, and hopefully we'll get them back to Tennessee. We hope so, too. You were elected lieutenant governor in January of 2017. Not everyone is aware of the responsibilities of the lieutenant governor's position. Could you tell us a little bit more about this important, important job? Well, lieutenant governor is is uh, the only responsibility you have is should something happen to the governor. But traditionally, the lieutenant governor has been the Speaker of the Senate. So you have to uh, manage the Senate on a day-to-day -day basis. Uh, you have to appoint all the committees, appoint all the officers, uh, appoint any special committees, uh, you're on a number of committees, uh, along with the Speaker of the House, Cameron Sexton. So it's the 
real workload is as Speaker of the Senate. And Tennessee and West Virginia, I think, are the only two states where the Speaker of the Senate is actually the lieutenant governor. Uh, most of the other states, it's an elected position. A lot of responsibility, I and mean, you, you've performed your duties very well. We're, again, we're, we're very uh, proud to have you there. I enjoy being Speaker of the Senate. <laughs> <clears throat> what are some of the challenges you see ahead for the state, and what issues are you particularly excited to tackle when the legislature convenes in January? Well, I think probably the the biggest issue that we'll, we'll have as a state and, a, and as a nation is we've had uh, about 10 years of growth in the economy, even though the first few years were, it was very slow. We had a dramatic downturn and uh, started actually in 06 and but 07, 08 were the major years in which it went to, went to uh, down the drain. And I think the major thing we need to do as, as a state is certainly be prepared uh, for that next turn in the economy because it is cyclical. Uh, usually it, it, uh, there's ups and downs about every five to seven years, and we've been a fairly good while without one. Uh, so I think it's important we prepare for it. I think it's also Im important that we prepare for the future as far as education, uh, the safety of the citizens in Tennessee. Uh, we're seeing growth in population where a number of states are losing population. So I, I, I think pre preparing our citizens for the future is, is what we need to be about. I agree totally. Thank you for those comments. Thank you for joining us today. Are there any other issues you'd like to speak about before we close the session? No, you've, you've hit them all very well. <laughs> I appreciate it. Well, thank you. Thank you, LaVoy. Thank you. Again, I'm LaVoy Knowles, and this is the premier episode of Lead Tennessee Radio, being brought to you by the Tennessee Broadband Association, cooperative and independent companies connecting our state's rural communities and beyond with world-class broadband. Thank you for listening, and please share, subscribe to, and comment on our podcast and help us share those conversations with the people leading Tennessee forward. Thank you. <laughs>